Hey, Matt, let's tell our six listeners, or are we up to seven now? I'm not sure, about our new recording buddy, Riverside FM, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Yep, Riverside FM lets you record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a 1,000 miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. And it's as easy to use as that meeting app everyone usually uses for recording, but has much higher quality audio and video. And they have a mobile app, so guests can connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for the final girl of recording platforms for podcasts, webinars, and other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. That's S-H-I-P-I-T to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Hey, everybody. This is the Scary Movie Project. This is the podcast where we talk about... uh, What was it again? Uh, Matt, hold on. Give me a second. Um, 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 Oh, yeah. Scary movies. I'm Tara. And I am Matt, and I like scary movies too, so this is a good thing that we're doing this. Um, Well, today, I guess I should say they're here. Uh, A family's (laughs) home is haunted by a host of demonic ghosts in the original, I should point out, 1982 film Poltergeist. Sorry, that wasn't yeah. that wasn't probably a very good Carol Ann impression of their here, but I gave it a shot. So anyway, that's okay. You you did admirably. I did. I did what I could. Yes. For for not being a five year old girl, you did yes, quite well. I thought so. <laughs> not bad, right? I know. Not bad. So so this we must preface this by saying preface. that Poltergeist, although we probably would have done it later at some point, we're doing it sooner. Because Poltergeist was requested by listener Sarah. Thank you. So thank, thank you, you, Sarah. Thank you, listener Sarah. <laughs> thank you, Sarah, for your request. So yeah. we're doing this for you. This one goes out to you. Good. Yes. And uh, Poltergeist was directed by Toby Hooper. Sort of. Sort of. Well, I say that because, of course, who is the producer on this movie, right? Well, the right. The producer is... Steven Spielberg. Right. So there was always so, talk about who really directed this movie, but whatever. Yeah, sorry. I mean, Tobe Hooper gets the credit. <laughs> so quick note I have to throw out there, which I mean, you can talk about if you want, but I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. Let's not forget Toby Hooper. He of Texas Chainsaw Massacre fame. Yes, he, and course, I know you love those. Oh, yes. So, of course, he was the writer, director, everything involved in that film. That was his, that was his movie. Um, he also did... Uh, yeah, Poltergeist, uh, The Fun House, uh, what was that movie called? E- Eaten Alive with the alligator in it. It was terrible. Oh, yeah. Terrible, but great. <laughs> um, he did a couple other things, but um, yeah, Toby Hooper, rest in peace, unfortunately. He he passed away in 2017, I believe. So he did a lot of good, though. I mean, that, that, that really, that Texas Chainsaw Massacre really was completely him. That was all him. That was all his idea. Without him, that movie never exists. So, And hopefully they did not 
move his headstone and leave his body. Oh, oh you move the seven. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there, yeah. people. Good point, though. That's, that's um, a good point. But yes, this, that was, yeah, but very cool that those two collaborated on this movie. That, yeah, it made yeah, it Yeah, by it the way, too. people, if, uh, if you haven't listened to one of our uh, shows before and uh, you weren't already aware, we, uh, there are spoilers. <laughs> In yeah, this yeah. in this podcast. You're, you're, I mean, that's that's pretty much what it is. So yeah, this podcast is spoilers. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, so um this movie was actually nominated for a few Oscars, which is pretty cool since it's an earlier um horror movie, and yeah. horror movies don't often get recon- uh, recognized oh, by they the get Academy nominated, Awards. Nominated, but they never win. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Well, so and so this was one of those. It got nominated. It got nominated for uh, best visual effects, um, which for were great. S- yes. Oh my gosh, we'll talk about that. Oh, for best sound effects editing and for best original score. Hmm. So interesting. Original score, I thought was pretty cool. I don't think I really thought much of that, but okay, yeah. <laughs> I just didn't really pay attention to it, but yeah. And uh, so a, a couple things. Uh, the dad. Um, oh. Or Steve, oh. played by Craig T. Nelson. Coach, one of my favorite TV well, shows and that's when I was a kid. To say, Coach in the Coach. eponymous TV series, and so this was our childhood. Oh. If you're a little, if you're a little younger than us, you will you will remember him from your childhood as Mister Incredible in The Incredibles. There you go. So he does Craig the voice T. of Mister Incredible. Yeah, I yeah, love Coach T. Nelson. I loved Coach when I was a kid. Yep, that was a great show. And uh, here is your comedy connection for okay. today. The next door neighbor, Ben, oh, yeah. was played by <laughs> Michael McManus. Yeah, who? I'm trying to place him. Where have I seen him? So you have seen him in Hot Shots Part 2. Oh, Lord. What a great film. Police Academy 4. Ooh. And possibly for the older among us or the ones whose parents um told them about it the kentucky fried movie oh god i have not seen that actually that is a 1970s right i'm aware of it but i have not Um, seen it yeah so it's basically a bunch of like comedic shorts and it's really it's kind of raunchy and crazy wait a minute did landis do that you know we're now rewinding but we're rewinding back to our werewolf uh, episode but Am I crazy? Did he do that? We're we're veering off topic, maybe here. We're but, we're veering a little off topic. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But I think that's okay. I think he did that movie. I think John Landis did absolutely do that movie. Ooh, all right. I knew it. I knew it. Okay. Anyway. Yes, people, I was stalling so I could look that stalling. up. Stalling. <laughs> no, it's fine. Stalling. You know what though? That that dumbass neighbor, I've seen him in other stuff too. Um, I mean, the police academy movies are amazing. You should Anyone out there, by the way, you should just go watch all of them, binge watch them, because they're great. Yes, watch Tackleberry Academy. And uh, Jones, uh, that does the voices. So oh, my God. Oh, I love Jones. Yes, uh, I know. Oh, I love Jones. Oh, I love He's everybody so in those, that movies. They're amazing. Anyway, I'm okay, sorry. So Way off topic. There's, more, there's some more behind the background <laughs> stuff we'll talk about, but we're going to save all the, all the cool, creepy stuff yeah. for after we go through the movie. Yeah, yeah. So why don't we start with that so that we can get to the cool, creepy stuff. Okay, let's do it. Um, So the movie opens with the national anthem on TV, which which I I thought was a pretty bold move. Well, yes, but let's not forget. Now, I am too young to remember this, but I know our parents do. (laughs) 
That, I of course am as well. That is what happened at midnight, right? Mm-hmm. When the, when when programming went off the air, they played the national anthem, and that was it, right? And then the TV would go to static. Right, right. that was it. So the, so that's yep, that's what happened that's every reality. night. That used to happen. Yes. So I thought. So I remember the first time watching it, and well, maybe not the first time, but I remember watching at one point, thinking to myself, "Why are they playing this?" And then actually, because it's they have the reveal, and it's actually the TV set you finally see. And I remember, okay, yeah, I've heard my parents tell me about the, you know, the, yeah, so that was interesting anyway. Yep, so they do that. 1982, right? So yeah. 1982, yes. Right. And so they they do that. They open with the national anthem, national anthem. TV goes to static because that's what happened late at night back then. Dad's asleep in his easy chair. And I love this Best kind dad. of the way they do this introduction of everybody. The dog goes to like yeah. check on everybody dog, else. right, right. And it's so cute. Like he goes to every room and checks on everyone and you see little things about each about each person. So you see mom in bed and then you see, I think next he goes to Dana's room, the oldest uh, teenage girl. Right. Right. Um, And then he goes to Robbie and Carol Ann's room. And so we end with the youngest little Carol Ann and she, she wakes up and she goes to the TV. She goes downstairs to the TV and she sits in front of the screen and says, hello. (laughs) And then she's just talking to the TV. Yeah, pretty much. Like she's talking to the TV. She's like, I can't hear you. Talk louder. I can't hear you. And the whole family wakes up and they just like watch her. And she does the the iconic thing. She puts her hands on the screen, mm-hmm. which that image, oof. She's, you know, oof. Per, I mean, talk about casting this perfect little blonde, you know, little girl that is just like, you know, like the, the, like the perfect innocent little child for, you know, this kind of like what's going to happen in the movie. So right? apparently Spielberg um, noticed her while she was with her mom when her mom was going like in an audition. Is that right? Um, on on uh, on the studio lot. And he noticed her and apparently she laughed through her whole first audition and she was terrible. How old? <laughs> but he just saw something in her. In this movie. She was like five. She was really, okay. I mean, she, she actually like five. She is, yeah, she is very little. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, there's there's that little tidbit for you. That's, yeah, okay, cool. Um, so then we have the opening credits and we see this peaceful looking town set in the countryside. Oh, it's like typical suburban bliss. So it's what it is. It, what I love is that it's that total. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? That slice of suburbia in Southern California that during that time, all these houses were popping up. Yes. Um, people were moving out of, you know, people that were living or working in LA were moving to these suburb areas out, out right outside of the city and mm-hmm. these these planned developments were opening and yep. this was like part of americana and you know w- what the suburbs i mean suburbs started after world war ii of course but this was like all these planned communities and these houses are so typically southern california it's like you know oh yeah it's just like a total you know um yeah just just look at what it's just it's just, it's just a look at what was going on at that time in the world in, in the country. I and guess. then there's there's all the kids riding around mm-hmm. on their bikes, right, right. and and then there's the, the dude riding cars. a bike, yeah. the the older man riding a bike, and he gets yeah the kids like attack him with their toy <laughs> right. remote control cars, right? And he's running into to watch the football game at at the uh, family's house that we are focusing on. I forget their last name. Uh, Freeling at the yeah, Freeling's um, house. Yep, Freeling. <laughs> So um, he's watching the football game. Dad's watching the football game with his friends. Mom, uh, Diane, is the mom. 
is upstairs cleaning the kids' rooms and she notices their pet bird is I love this line. Oh, she yeah. says, oh shit, Tweety. Couldn't you have waited for a school yes, day? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then when that follows that, I'm assuming this is the way they wrote it that way because it bothers me that you would try to just flush. Okay, I know it's a bird. I get it. You're just going to flush your child's pet? Like that has well, to be written in the script on purpose that way because no way would you just do that to anger people, right? Also, I feel like, look, that thing would have clogged the toilet so yes, bad. Yes, it's impossible. Like, that you was can't never put a bird down going a toilet. to go down the toilet. Right, I'm so sorry. I don't to, mean to be like. That has to have been like, in the script on purpose to, yeah, aggravate people. Yes, of course, it has to be. Well, yeah, it was literally there so that Caroline could catch her mom. Right, right. And then she, and of course, she the sees her thing. and gets her right there. And that was, it was like super sweet. Like they go and they get a flower for the bird and they wrap it. Oh, him and this... she gives him her a piece of her, her Twizzler. Right. She was chewing on a Twizzler right. and she gives him the Twizzler in case he gets hungry. Because you And need... a picture of the family in case yes. he gets yes. lonely. And a napkin for a blanket in case he gets cold. And then she says, we have to put a flower in with and him. And the mother was going to bypass in. all of that. And it's like, well, yeah. what kind of, yeah, oh, you're a horrible so mother. What are you thinking? It's so sweet. And they bury right. him in the flower garden. Yep. And the dog then Carol tries Ann to dig says it says a little prayer. Yeah. And then, and then Carol Ann ends up with a goldfish instead. Yeah. This, um, can I get a goldfish but, now? <laughs> but also at the same time as this. So downstairs, dad, Steve is watching the game with his friends right. and it switches suddenly to Mr. Rogers. Yes. Yes. Right. And he has a fight with the neighbor because their remotes affect each other's TV. So they're like that? changing each other's TVs with their remotes, aiming them at each other. Right. Right. Obviously, they don't get along. It's but it's so funny. It is funny, yeah. But again, that's it's not so that's, ridiculous. That's, not, that's that suburbia, you know, yep. piece of the puzzle in there too. But I remember that. I mean, not with the remote thing exactly, but with when I was a when I was a little kid, and my sister was younger than me, so they had a my parents had the baby monitor, right? And occasionally we would get stuff from other people's houses. Yeah, yeah, I've heard. Uh, yeah, where we would sure. hear other people's like like RC radios of whatever sure, kind. Sure, that's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. It was yeah, weird. Yeah. So yeah, so they bury the goldfish. I mean, bury the goldfish. Bury they bury Tweety, and she gets a goldfish. Yep. Um, and then that night is the whole thing with Robbie is like staring at the creepy tree outside their window, and he tells his mom a big storm is coming when she tucks them in. Right. Um, well, let's not hold on before we get to that though. Don't forget the night before. If you're if you're thinking on the same wavelength as you, but the night before though is when the thunderstorms come. I, no, isn't that first? And then they this have... is the same night. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Go this ahead. is the same night. So yeah, <laughs> so there. So mom is mom is in the in the parents' bedroom. Getting high, by the way. They're getting high, right? They they're smoking. So getting they're smoking stoned. some marijuana. <laughs> they're, they're getting a little high. So getting stoned. Maybe a lot high. Yeah, a lot high, I think. And um, mom is looking up nocturnal somnambulism, and she thinks it might be genetic because right. she's, she's looking it up because of because of Carol Ann going downstairs and, and talking to the TV. Right, right, right. Because um, they're like, she must have been doing it in her sleep. She was sleepwalking. I used to sleepwalk when I was a kid. And she's really worried that Carol Ann will like sleepwalk and fall into this hole that they're getting ready to dig to put a pool yeah, that's in. That's right. Yeah, the pool. The pool, yeah. And, and it, this whole scene, though, like I thought it was kind of sweet. Like mom and dad are just being silly together. Right. 
which you don't get to see a lot like nowadays in movies. I feel well, like. Well, I mean, it's a good job on developing, trying to make your character. I mean, developing a character it's, is is very it's difficult. Great character development. Right. They have such an they have right. such a sweet relationship, and and they yeah. make it very clear very quickly. You want to relate. Really you want to relate. You want to relate to these people. You want to think, yeah, that's mm-hmm. me with my kids and my house in Southern California. Of course, yeah. Exactly. You want you want your audience to like want that to be like, oh, this is so great. Yes. They're so in love, yes. and their kids are so cute. Right. right. And so then Robbie wakes up and he sees the clown doll, the creepy clown doll that's sitting at the bottom of his bed, and he covers it with his jacket and runs mm-hmm. back to bed. And then he goes to the parents' room and it's like, the storm is getting closer. And dad takes him back to bed and lays down with them. And he tells him the whole thing about how you can count between mm, the lightning yeah, and yeah. the thunder mm. to tell if it's going away from you or towards you. Right, right. Right. So so if you guys haven't done this, my parents did this with me when I was a little kid. I, I still do it. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. So the lightning flashes and you count seconds right. until the thunder happens. And if those seconds, if the time between them gets longer as you're doing it, then the storm is going away from you. But if the time between them gets shorter, then the storm is coming closer to you because the light travels more quickly than the sound. That's right. There's your science science lesson for today. Science lesson. Yeah, there's your science lesson for today. Appreciate that. Boys and girls. We'll have to do that from now on. Children of children of all flavors. There is your science lesson. So um, he tells him how to count them. And then Carol Ann, and this is creepy too. And I think she's just being silly though, but she holds up her toy phone oh. and she says to dad, it's for you. You, you and tell he him says, to take a message. Tell him take a message. Yeah, she's, she says, take a message and puts the yeah, phone down. I love that. And then he goes and checks on the older sister, Dana, and she hides her phone get under her covers because she's talking. Yeah, get off the phone. Yeah. And um, and then later that night, you cut to later that night where both the younger kids are in bed with mom and dad. Yep, they both got <laughs> like, freaked out. <laughs> yeah, they both apparently got freaked out and went to sleep with mom and dad, which again is like so like typical like sweet family. Mm-hmm. And the bedroom TV is playing the national anthem again, and then <laughs> yeah. it goes to static. And Caroline wakes up and she crawls over to the TV, sits in front of it, and this time we see these little sparks of light yeah. in the, in the um, static. Yep. And then a smoky hand shoots out at her, hovers over the bed and then turns into a beam of light that strikes the wall and shakes the whole dang house. Yeah. And this is, this is the big moment. Carol Ann turns to her parents and Robbie and yeah. says, there yeah. he is. I love it. And that is that night. So the next day, they're, the construction people are there digging the hole for the pool. And dad's on the phone and he's telling, I don't know who he's talking to, he's but talking he's telling him, I don't understand his I boss know. or somebody's, I don't understand why nobody else experienced this. Like it was a huge earthquake. It had to have been like a 6.5. Right. It's not in the news, not anywhere. I mean, we know what happened, right? Because right. the name of the movie. Right. We know what happened. We know what's going but on. He still thinks it was some strange earthquake. Um, and the kids are being all silly and calling each other names. And, you know, Dana's acting all annoyed. And then um, mom asked Carol Ann about, yeah, you know, what did you mean? Saying by they're that? here last right. night. Yeah. What, did, what do you mean? Who's here? And she says, the TV people. Yeah, the TV people. 
And then, and I don't know if this is part of the, like the start of some start of it or what, but Robbie picks up a glass of milk and the bottom bursts out. It breaks. Yeah. That was and crazy, right? And the milk right? spills everywhere. Yeah. But and the I don't glass know if, doesn't like actually fall apart. Just the bottom breaks out. Right. The bottom just breaks like the, out. The, like the cylindrical like, shape still stays. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that has <laughs> right. to be like the first moment that we oh, see. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then Carol Ann goes to look at the TV static on the kitchen TV. Right. They have TVs in like, like everywhere, by the way. This is the 80s. Hey. That's, that's, TVs everywhere. I, I, no matter what decade you live in, you should have TVs everywhere. <laughs> yes. And Bobby Bobby goes to eat his breakfast and his fork and spoon are bent. Yeah, right. Exactly. Crazy. So this is when we first see these like little weird things happening. Right, right. Um, Dana's going to school and the construction workers are catcalling her. And I'm oh, thinking- so lame. <laughs> God, isn't she a little young? Ooh. Well- I, I don't know how old the actress is at the time, but I don't know. Yeah. She's supposed to be in high school, but it's the you know 80s. What, I know she's supposed to be in high school, but I'm maybe it's because I'm getting old. I'm like, just, she looks like a baby. It's just such a lame scene, though. It's just, it's, it's just so stupid, but whatever. I'm not going to, whatever. I feel like there must have been more there at some point that I, got I cut. I don't know. I don't know. So the dogs in the parents' bedroom, he's barking at the wall and the mom's right. watching him and he's like, it seems like he's trying to get something to play with him. Yeah, yeah. Cause like he brings his toy to it and it's really he's weird. He's just sitting there like jumping, looking up at the ceiling where the energy from that TV yeah, popped yeah. out. Right. He, I mean, that's, and they always say animals seem to have, you know, they have sixth sense about these things or whatever too. So that's yeah. interesting. And mom goes back to the kitchen and she finds that all the chairs are pushed out and she had already yelled at the kids about not pushing them in and push them in herself. <laughs> that was great. So she pushes them all back in again. She turns away for a second. When she turns back, they're all stacked like on uh -huh. the table, like really precariously, yep. but not moving. And she turns to Carol and she says, the TV people. And Caroline says, uh-huh. <laughs> that's great. Um, yep. And that was all, that's all practical. And that's from what I understand real quick. Um, mm -hmm. That was honestly like I said, from what I've heard, uh, really literally panning the camera back to her. And as soon as that shot is off the table, it's the crew like literally grabbing chairs and stacking them and panning it back in real time. They had to do it perfectly. Yeah. Too. That, that, that's what I have, have heard. Because I, I, I like for the sure, bottom but... chairs are like two legs on and two legs off. So that's interesting because that's just like um, we can talk about this if we ever talk about Halloween. Um, the same thing in that movie where that opening scene where they're coming through the house and they're following yep. and they go up the stairs. Really what's happening in that scene is that they're following with the steady cam and they're just there's crew running back and forth, turning on lights <laughs> ahead of time and then turning them off and turning them on and following them as they go to say, yeah, it's very, you know, it's, it's, I think it's they had to have had all their chairs already like glued together. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Maybe, maybe just right, put them up there right, in one piece. Right. Maybe it was all put together. Who knows? But for, yeah, from what I heard, they had a, they went in the, and they, they just set them and that was it. So yeah. Pretty yeah. Cool. So, so they set them right while, uh -huh. while the camera turns yeah. away. It's great. Very cool. And so meanwhile, dad is showing houses to a couple because he actually works for the development as a, um, as a salesperson. What is he? A kind? Yes, he is. I don't know what he is, but yeah, he works. I don't know if it would be a realtor because he's selling new homes. Yeah, I don't so know. So I don't know if he's a realtor or he's their sale, one of their he salespeople. He does some basically. sort of real estate, whatever. He sells the houses yes, for them. Yes. Um, basically, he sells the houses. He okay? sells houses. <laughs> yes. So he's showing houses to this one couple and he tells them that his family was the first one to move into the development. Phase one, phase two, or whatever, and all that. Yeah. In phase one. So we'll, we'll, that will come back later that they were in phase one 
he's showing them a house, I think, in phase four. Um, like and then he gets home from work and mom is oh, really excited. She's freaking out. She, he, she can barely get him in the house and he still has like the trash can in his arm. Yeah, like, she's dra- like pulling him in. Garbage can with him. Yeah. Yeah. And so she shows him how if she puts a kitchen chair at one spot, one specific spot, it'll shoot all the way across the kitchen. And she has it all like end. she has like tape lined up and arrows and everything. She's, yeah, she she's has obviously arrows, she's clearly she's, she's been doing this all day long. Yeah. She's super excited. She tells him, you know, Carol Ann was here when it happened, but I didn't tell the other kids. Right, like, right, they right, don't right, know. Right. And she she then she does it with Carol Ann. She makes she puts a helmet on her and she makes her sit down in the circle I and Carol Ann shoots across the floor. And she's like, woo. And she's like so excited about it. Yeah. yeah and she wants dad, uh, Steve to do it. Oh, and, and he's like jarred. And he's like, freak- yeah. he's like, no, he is messed up. Absolutely yeah. not. Like oh, mom whoa. is all like, this is so cool. And dad is like, this is effed up. People. As much as this I, is not okay. As much as I love that kind of stuff. We talk about all, if it happened for real. Yeah. It would freak me out for sure. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. I, it would, it would freak me out really Hell bad. Yes. Um, so mom and dad go to neighbor Ben's house. It's unpleasant to ask if they have experienced any disturbances and, and they're being like eaten alive by mosquitoes as right. they stand there. And, and but I he's love not getting any. Right. And well, no, not even so much that it's just, it's just the fact that they're clearly trying to be neighborly and waiting for this jerk to invite him in to, to invite them in, which he's not going to do, obviously. Right. right. So I, it, but they get yeah. really eaten alive by mosquitoes. Yeah, they do. They, yes, they and do. And he's like, yeah, they don't and, bother me. And which I find interesting because I don't think there is a huge mosquito bug. Well, I know Pacific Northwest really not, but I don't think Southern California has that. Whatever. I'm getting too deep. I'm sorry, but I'm trying to be <laughs> well, accurate. I wondered because it was so bad if it was something to do with the. Well, of course, of course. Right. Yeah. With the craziness. Of course. So of course. I don't know. Anyway. So, um, so yeah, they ask, and of course they haven't experienced any disturbances. Nope. So, um, so uh, he's a dad says, "I'll call someone in the morning," and I love it. They go back home. Dad says, "I'll call someone in the morning," and mom says, "Oh yeah, who? Furniture movers we got. There's no strange disturbances in the listing." Right. <laughs> um. So mom thinks dad is overreacting, but he doesn't want anyone to go in the kitchen. Right. Um. And then let me see, Robbie. Oh, so they're going to sleep. Robbie is doing the counting thing. And that's when all hell breaks loose, right? (laughs) And he's doing the counting thing and it sounds like the storm is getting closer. And then, yeah, and then all hell breaks loose and the tree reaches into the house and pulls him out. Yes, it does. (laughs) Like it just grabs him with a hand and pulls him out of the window. And, um, and then the closet opens and a light is coming out of it. And a voice whispers at Carol Ann Uh and it starts pulling things like things start like suctioning in like a, like if you had a hole in an airplane, everything comes rushing yeah, towards it's a it. vacuum. It's the, I mean, that's basically yeah, vacuum. where There's basically where vacuum's the, the word I wanted. It's basically where the evil lives. So just to everyone out there, FYI, when you check your closets, that's probably a portal to another dimension. So be careful. Yeah. So it's it's sucking everything in, yeah. and Carol Ann's like holding on to the <clears throat> to the bed and like crying. And apparently, she said this was the only. They said this was the only scene that really scared her. Hmm. Okay. Was that scene having to hold on to the bed? Sure. Um, so outside, um, the tree is (laughs) swallowing Robbie now 
it's gotten itself a mouth and it's swallowing him. And the dad is like climbing up to get him. And Carol Ann gets sucked into the closet meantime. But dad, dad gets Robbie and gets him down. And the tree is sucked into like a tornado. Yeah. And they come outside and they're like, there's a tornado. And like, you see it like spin away. Like at the yeah, very and it end. spins right away. Right, right. And um, and everyone gets back inside, and everything's you know like in the closet. Like the beds are like up against the closet doors. They start trash. pulling things out of the closet. Yeah. They start pulling things out of the closet, and they finally get to. Oh, and this is so creepy. They finally get to the blanket over the little figure, and the yep. mom is like, "Oh!" And she rips it off. And it's the creepy clown. It's the clown. <laughs> it's we'll, the creepy clown. We'll talk about that clown later. <laughs> so Carol Ann isn't there. And they check everywhere and they, they can't find her. Mom goes to the swimming pool. Yeah. Bowl, yeah. And dad like dives into the standing water. Look for it. At this point, it's only like, I don't know. It's like up to his shins. Right. So he's in there like trying to find her. They can't find her. And then Robbie hears her in the TV. Yeah. <laughs> And Which is something that doesn't happen every day. <laughs> yeah, not 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 every day. Not most days, even. No, no days. So uh, cut to dad at a university parapsychology department. Yep. <laughs> Talking to Dr. Lesh and her two assistants. Um, Marty and Ryan are their names. Yes. Okay. And they want to do an investigation. So they come out to the house. And I noticed this. I feel like every movie I've seen with paranormal investigators, they always have a big white van. Of course. You got to have a big white van. With no windows. That's right. Like, they always have the big white van with no side windows. That's right. Big white van to pull up Um, and and do your investigating in. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense because you have all your, like, equipment and everything. That's right. But it struck me as funny. No, it is is funny. Um, So, one of them, I think it's Ryan, maybe, is is telling the dad as they're, like, coming into the house and everything he's they're about to open the bedroom door and he's like yeah we once had a car toy car that moved seven inches in seven says something hours about seven hours yeah and dad just yeah Steve just nods at them I he's just like that. that was crazy mm-hmm. right yeah and they're like it moved seven inches in seven hours these guys are and clearly like, into what uh, they're doing yeah uh. so he opens the door and oh and they've said by the way they've said you know what's it like in there? And they're like, well, we haven't gone in. We don't go in there anymore. So he opens the door and the whole bedroom is just full of flying shit. Yes. Like, it's like a tornado flying around. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, and it's, the investigators, they're shook, man. I mean, it's yeah. Can you, could you, could you imagine? Yeah. I can't, I, I can't. Yeah. Like, and they're, and they can't either. They're no, like, wait, they, what? They've, they've done this. Yeah. So Dr. Lesh tells them it might be a poltergeist, not a traditional haunting. And what she says is hauntings are connected to an area. That's right. Poltergeists to an individual. That's right. So if it's a poltergeist, it could end any time. Like it could end after a few months. If it's a haunting, it could take years. Mm -hmm. Um, Which we're going to, we're going to have to come back to this because I think in the end it was not a poltergeist. Okay. But the movie's poltergeist. So I don't right. know. I'm confused by this. Maybe uh-huh. we don't have to come back to it. Maybe we'll do this now. Okay. okay. All right. Go ahead. Jump <laughs> so in. we find out at the end. Well, no, we'll do it at the end. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll do it at the end. So 
mom turns on the TV and she calls out to Carol Ann and the dog starts acting weird. And Dana's crying. Yeah. Basically all Dana does in this movie is cry. Hot mess. Um, yeah, she's, she's a hot mess. Um, she does. Just I, I'm not surprised right. though. I would be a hot mess too. Yeah, so yeah. no shade on her. She no, would, no. she's just kind of a hot mess. And um, so ma- the mom is talking to Carol Ann and um, Carol Ann tells her there's a light and Dr. Lesh immediately is like, tell her to stay away from the light. Tell her to stay away from the light. And then a vortex opens in the ceiling and old things just start falling out. Yeah, like jewelry and watch. Yeah. A bunch of, yeah, a bunch of crap just falls yeah, out. Of yeah. Because she notices later, she's like, one of these is like 30 years old. And one of these is from like a month ago or something. Yeah. Later on, she's like, this yeah. is a hundred years old. Right. And this is like a few years old. Right. And yeah. And, um, and so then Carol Ann is like, something's coming and, and they kind of lose her. And then a, the mom is like, like standing there, like trying to get her. And she, this wind goes through her hair and she says, it's her. My baby just went through right. me. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, and she's freaking, she says, I smell her. I smell her. And she's smelling her scarf she, she passes and getting through, her to right. smell the scarf. Yeah. So she feels Caroline passed through her. But Caroline's not there. And then there's these huge footsteps that they hear, and an even bigger wind goes through the room. Yeah. Yeah. And um, in meantime, Marty has been upstairs investigating and he had tried to go into the kids' bedroom. He comes back downstairs and he says something bit him when he tried to go in. And it's this huge oh, man. bite. It, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. All, it's all like, through his like whole like like side of his stomach and everything. Yeah. It's it's like nip to hip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's huge. Yes. Scary. Um yeah, and he says he didn't see it. He's like, I don't know. I haven't looked at it yet. But that, but, but the, yeah. that, that's something that you hear about all the time in these um, paranormal investigators. People they getting get, bit. People getting attacked or scratched or bit. That's that's legit. Oh yeah. Yep. People getting scratched and bit. Oh is, yeah. You hear it all the time. That's that's so that's par for the course. So that night, the paranormal investigators they spend the night downstairs in the house. Which I, I, I will point out, by the way, because being you know that we get our hands on gear and we shoot stuff and we do stuff. I mean, having on you know equipment all the time it's i just love to watch to look at the old gear that they have you know from something that's like 30 40 years old the old you know crt monitors but at the same time you can make fun of it but it's funny because they're actually if i were to go and do this in someone's house i would have the same exact gear today just you know a newer version of it it would have a small oh, yeah. it would have a smaller footprint obviously it'd be all digital but we're doing the same thing. We're just having a camera that's sitting there. It's recording. We have backups recording. We have audio recordings. So yep. it's, it's so funny to see that, you know, the gear itself maybe changes, but the process is always the same. It's, it's funny. Yep. Yes. And so, so the paranormal investigators spend the night and mom and Dr. Lesh are talking. And at one point, Dr. Lesh says, um, so if, if that was the way out where the, where the stuff dropped in the living room ceiling, right then maybe somewhere in this house, there's a way in. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I want to mention one thing. Um, I, I, I think that's, I never knew what her name was, but that's actually kind of hilarious because you said, you said Dr. Lesh is her name. When I think yes. the reality is, I think she's a drunk and her name should probably be Dr. Lush. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause she has the, flask. cause she's just walking around with a flask the whole movie. It's so random. I don't really get the point of it, but it's like, okay, lady, you got some problems maybe from doing this for so long. 
So you are just hitting that flask like it's and no joke. And she shares it with Diana she with sure the does. mom. Oh, I love it. Anyway, sorry. That was great. And then, um, so Robbie is sleeping on mom's shoulder and he wakes up and, and Dr. Lush tells this, the him about the belief that mm, some people have that there's right. this white light that you sure. see when you die. Sure. And you go into it and you become part of it, but that some people resist it and they hang around watching light. And they also don't know that they're not dead. They don't know that they're dead. Right. Yeah. And some people get lost on their way to the light and they need help to find right. it. Right. And so those she's are, telling about these yeah. different kinds mm -hmm. of situations, right? Yeah, yeah. And then everyone goes to sleep I've except heard lots for- of, I've heard lots of stories like that of hauntings or people. Oh, yeah. they, they don't know that they've passed on. They don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. And so everyone goes to sleep except for Marty and Ryan. And Marty goes off to the kitchen oh, for a snack. And okay, great. first of I all, forgot, yes. first of all, who in someone else's house who you barely know decides to cook yourself a big old steak? You know, I was thinking about that too, but I realized without asking. True, but you know what? I was thinking about that, but I I thought, okay, these guys are here for like 24/7, you know, for a week or however long it's going to be. You're trying to help them. You know what? If you're in that mindset, <laughs> screw it. I'm cooking a steak at their house. I'm, I'm going to eat your steak. Yeah, I'm eating a steak. Okay. Okay. Steak. Fair point. Yep. And to be fair, too, it makes for a great special effects moment. Well, they had to use the steak to make the scene. Of course, it was. Yeah. When it starts crawling across oh. the counter and then, and then just, it just meat just bursts out of it. So All this meat. Yeah. Yep. So gross. And then he's eating that chicken wing and he drops it and the chicken wing is covered in maggots. Yes. Ugh. And then he goes to wash his face. Yes. And it just starts coming off. And so he's like pulling his face off. It's so gross. Oh, it's gross. But the makeup is also terrible in that scene. The but makeup is. Um, it's pretty bad. But uh, but yeah. It and then he oh and he kind of like it's comes still to gross though. Oh, it it's, still no, grosses it, me out. It's effective, right? And, and then it, he finally comes to. You know, but it's like, yeah. okay, this house is clearly doing some really weird and, and stuff. Every, and everything's normal. He's fine. He's his fine. face is yeah, fine, fine, okay? People, yeah. just to be clear, <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> his comes face to, is fine if you're worried about Marty's face. Clearly, this house has some is, is doing some things to people, yes. And so so Ryan has been sitting here by the by the TVs with the security cam that all the cameras are, are pointing at. He's not even watching. He's just like listening to his headphones and, and drawing. He's, yeah, yeah, he's just chilling. Um, he's actually, did you notice what he's drawing? I actually didn't know. So he is drawing the, um, he's drawing Diane with the wind in her hair and the stairs and the huh. thing that comes, the thing that there's like, huh. yeah, he's drawing her and the stairs. Very cool. Okay. Um, so the camera next to him very slowly turns itself to point up the stairs right. to the top of the stairs and the bedroom door opens and this like light and mist is pouring out and Marty comes back in and sees it because Ryan's not paying no, any damn he's, attention. he's really not. <laughs> so Marty comes back in and sees it and he's the one who taps Ryan on the shoulder and like everybody else wakes up and they watch this like wispy form come down the stairs. It's amazing. And then go whoop and yeah. disappear into the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. And they watch the playback yes, on the video. It's even cooler. It's not just one. No, it's, it's many tons of people particles, lights. like yep. people Ener lights, energy <laughs> souls. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, and and the thing I love about this, these things, and like the hand and the mm. people, they drew all this onto actual film. Mm, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Every frame, isn't it amazing? They had to draw this animation onto the film frames. It's, it's very, so it's very amazing. Cool. It really is. Yeah. It really I is. love it. I love practical effects. It's yeah, so yeah. good. 
Um, so the next day, they send Robbie off to his grandma's house with the dog. Yes, the dog jumps in the cab. I love it. And I'm very upset because I never found out the dog's name, but that's beside the point. As long as the dog doesn't die, I don't care. So Yeah, that's neither here nor there. The dog lives, guys, yep. in case you were worried. Yep. The dog lives, that's or I would not like this movie. <laughs> no. um, and Dr. Lesh, this is when she's checking out all the things that fell out of the ceiling. And she's like, oh, this watch is 100 years old, and this other one's just a few years old. And she leaves, and but she says, Ryan's going to stay with you. She's like, Marty, he ain't never coming back. Yeah. But Ryan will stay with you. <laughs> And um, this is when dad's boss, Mr. Teague, comes by to check on him. From, uh, what's his face? From Wall Street, right? Um, is that what he's from? Oh, I know he's definitely in that. I remember him from that. I love Wall uh, Street. James Karen is the actor's name. I, yeah, movie. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so, so Steve is like telling him like, oh, it's, it's just the flu. And he's like trying to hide all this weird stuff that's happening. Like the light going too bright, right. turning on itself and going too stuff bright and all moving these around. stuff moving. And he's like trying to like usher him out of the house. Right. And then, and then Mr. Teague is like, well, come with me. And I'm thinking if you're telling him you got the flu, you shouldn't go anywhere with him. I know. That's one of those interesting parts of the you script should be like, too. I'm too I know, sick. I know. I didn't get well. Whatever. But he goes with them and the boss takes him up to this hill over overlooking the, um, development. the development right. and tells him there's going to be, basically there's going to be a phase five phase there five. and he offers him a new house in phase five he's like, what he's about, afraid what if, that he's, right, what if this he's was he's going to leave. Look at this. Yeah. This would be amazing. Right. <laughs> and he says, not so nice for the people down there. And he's like, but you won't care because you'll be up here. Right. And then he sees the cemetery and he's like, but what, a, you know, don't have much room for a phase five up here. And he says, oh, no, it's, you know, we're going to relocate the cemetery. We did it before. Um, yeah. We've done it before. Well, he, I love it. He says, it's not ancient tribal burial ground. It's just people. Right. I love that. Besides, line. we've done it before. Love that Right line. down there. Just, yep. Rich white guy mentality. Doesn't care about oh, anything. Oh, yeah. He's like, yep, we already moved the... Yep. So that's what phase one is. Phase one, they had already moved a cemetery. Um. So then, uh, then that evening, I think it is, Dr. Lesh has brought in a psychic. Yeah, this woman's interesting. Which I Tangina. Never, I just, her name is when Tangina. Did, when did they ever did they ever even mention her name in the movie? I don't I don't remember, but no, I looked it up. I okay. don't think they ever said it. Uh, but her is, name is Tangina. What is the actress's <laughs> name though? Zelda Rubenstein. That's it. I've seen her in lots of stuff. Or Rubenstein. She's I'm a not great sure she's which. a great actress. Um, yes. And yeah. so they bring her to see the house and she like unerringly heads straight upstairs and asks why the kid's bedroom door is locked. Yeah. And then she they look and she tells them your daughter is alive and in this house. Right. And she knows the point of origin, what Dr. Lesh was talking about right, before, where right. she was saying, if there's a way out, there has to be a way in. She says, that's the closet. Yep. The closet is the point of it's origin. where evil lives. So, so and she I, and I also, them, I also love that part where he's laughing at her originally when she's upstairs and he's like, Oh, I was mm -hmm. trying to answer her in my mind. If she's oh so yeah, he's smart, trying to answer her in his mind. Blah blah and blah, then, and then she and she does answer back. He's like, kind of I thought she would out. hear, and she's like, Yeah, I did. I hear. do. <laughs> I just chose like not to answer you, and you're like, Oh yeah, damn. she's like, I do. She's basically like, I do, but you're just rude. Right. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not like, wasting my energy on you. Yep, I love that. Yeah. So um, so she tells them that Carol Ann has to help all the dead people go into the light, but that there's also this terrible presence in there with her. Right. That's trying it's to been using her. And she just thinks it's another child. Right. Right. So they have mom call for Carol Ann again to try and get her attention. And she's not coming. And she says, 
well, she thinks she's safe where she is and she's afraid to answer. And, and she says, dad, you better, you yeah. better, Threaten you know, her, who's basically. the, who's <laughs> yeah. You better get mad at her. Right. And she says, well, tell her she'll get a spanking. He says, I've never spanked my child. Doesn't matter right now. Do it. it doesn't matter. <laughs> Just say it. And he does, which like shows you what, again, like what a sweet family. They and are. it works. It totally works. <laughs> and it totally works. Yep. And then they tell her she has to run to the light. And then they, she says, now open the door. And they all go into the bedroom. Well, Tangina goes into the bedroom. They open the door and she goes into the bedroom. And she takes these two tennis balls. They've marked them one and two. Yep. She throws the first one into the closet and it goes whoop, and drops out into the living room from the ceiling covered with slime. Ectoplasm. Ectoplasm. Pardon me. Yes. yes. Same thing with the second one. Yep. Ploop, so it right, works. Right out into the, into the um, ceiling of the living room. Yep. So they throw a rope into the closet and it comes out in the ceiling of the room. So they've got the rope going through Yep. This interdimensional whatever space. That's right. But outside on both sides. And um, and I love this. There um Tangina is gonna go in and oh, get Carol Ann. And I, then mom's like, yeah. No, I'll do it. And she says, you've and never, she says, You've never, yeah, you've, you've never, never done, done a, it before. Neither of you. <laughs> neither of you. And she's like, so she's like, uh, she freezes, okay, you go. Like, okay, all right. <laughs> she's like, okay, you go. Yeah, I mean, you you, you weren't going to stop the you're not going to stop a mother from going to get her child no matter what, right? But I love it where she's like, "You've never done this yeah. before, neither of you." Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, good okay, point. Yeah, like, you're right. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so they tie the rope around mom's waist. She goes in for Carol Ann. Tangina calls, "Go into the light, go into the light." And Steve freaks out because he's like, "They're not supposed to go into the and light." Like, tell me when I'm supposed to pull, and well, yeah, like what's going on here, right? But right. then he freaks out when she says go into the light, and he's like, "What is she doing?" So he she pulls starts, the rope early, and she also starts calling all the other spirits to release. Yes. Yeah. So I think what she's doing is she's trying to tell Caroline to go to the light so that the so that the spirits will go to the light, but then Caroline won't actually right. get there. Uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But so. Steve pulls the rope early. This huge evil head comes out of the closet. I love it. Oh my God. That, that got me. I was not ready for that. Um, I was not ready for that. Even this time when I watched it. (laughs) Um, And then mom and Carol Ann just fall out of the living room ceiling. And And they put them both in the bath to revive them. Yeah. They both come back. They're fine. And then the other really famous, line well one of the other really famous lines in this movie (laughs) this house is clean Uh, i believe then reenacted very well by ace ventura also uh okay true yes true yes yes i I have to throw that in there and we cut to they're moving out because days later everyone's fine yes every but they're moving the f out they're done oh yeah and mom's got like her gray streaks from going in after carol ann I like that. that and was um, yeah, that was really good. So dad goes in to tell Mr. Teague they're leaving. Right. And mom goes upstairs to take a bath and dye her hair. And the kids are playing in the bedroom. And um, they're go- they're not going to spend the night there that night. But they put the kids to bed. And they're just going to wake them up and take them to the hotel when they leave. he's like adamant about we're leaving tonight. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like, we're not staying here tonight. Right, right. So Robbie and Caroline go to bed. Robbie tries to cover up the scary clown again, but like he throws his jacket and he misses. And then the head, the head has come off of Caroline's doll. And I don't know if it was already off and they were playing. I don't remember. 
or if that happened, like, or if that was one of the creepy things that just happened, I don't know. I don't but remember. Robbie hears a noise and he sits up and the creepy clown is no longer on the chair that it sits on. Yeah. The, the, and he peeks under is, one side of his bed. This is one of my, I, I, I don't have a fear of clowns at all, oh. but um, I, I can't say it's one of my favorite scenes ever. It's my favorite scene in this movie. And it, it, it is a, it is a pretty creepy, it's a pretty great scene. That, 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 that's, am, that's the best I can say. I guess. I'm not a big fan. I'm not I, a big I fan love, of the clowns. love this scene. Probably because it's so scary to people that do <sighs> hate clowns. It's like a perfect, just terrorizing moment for them. <laughs> okay. So, so what happens is the creepy clown is gone off the, oh. off the chair. He peeks under one side of his bed. Nothing peeks under the other side of his bed. Nothing there either. He sits up and it grabs him <laughs> and drags there. him yes. under the bed. Wraps him around his like neck and pulls him under the bed. Wraps his arm around its neck. It's got this really long arm wrapping I mean, around his neck. That's like the stuff of nightmares right there, dude. Yeah. That and is, mom uh, has like gotten out of the gotten out of the bath and she's laid down the bed and she hears Robbie, you know, yelling. And so when she gets up though, something like holds her down and then it pushes her like up the wall so what and I across love. the ceiling. <laughs> I Down love the other wall oh. about that scene, and I guess I'm going to go with the time these were made. Was I have to wonder was the Nightmare on Elm Street scene where that woman Tina gets murdered? Was that taken from this scene? You know what I'm talking about? No, because you know what? Don't tell me. I'm going to tell you my secret shame. Oh, I, no, you know what? Don't even admit it to our listeners. I know what you're going to say. We're going to leave it alone. I know. I'm going to admit it because okay. they'll they'll know when we do it. Right. I've never seen nightmare on elm street all right so we're gonna move past that but so it, now but now i am waiting it reminds me of a scene it, so right. that i will watch it when we do it and it will be my first watching all right so for I, the podcast so I, I won't bother with it but tell me if it when you do watch it if it reminds you of that scene anyway go ahead then okay okay i'll 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 have to remember and tell you that's what it reminded me of um so so I think when they do that, do you know how they did that? I have a guess, but I'm not sure. Okay, so the way they so the Nightmare on Elm Street scene, the way they did that was they had a rotating room. Okay, that's what I thought. Where basically what's up is down, if you get yep. what I mean. Where that's everything what I thought. is shot that level, but then they flip video or they flip the image. Well, um, and so basically you take the camera and you attach it to what will be the you know, the floor. Yeah. Yep. And then it goes around with the room. Yep. Yes. So that it looks like she's that going around. Or I think they could just flip the frame or whatever. But yeah, that's that's pretty much pretty much how it went. Yep. It's very cool. Yeah, I think that's, that's I don't know how details they did it. it that's yeah, my guess. That's, I, I know that's how they did the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street scene. So I would guess that's so, um, pretty similar. So mom can't get in there right now. She, um, and the closet door has these like creepy, like roots and things like coming out of That's it. That's when you know, like evil is in your house. Like you need to get out. Right. When you <laughs> get the creepy roots, guys, this is bad Look out for creepy roots. Something in your is growing in your house at this point. Evil is like real is like oh, no joke. Yeah. And, um, so, so a monster, like one of the things gets between mom and the kid's bedroom door. I don't know what it is. A demon, a monster. Oh uh, yeah. That thing is scary. It looks almost like kind of like a big ghost skeleton dog wispy thing. I yeah, don't know. It looks like something, but, it looks like something you would see in like, um, oh, what am I trying to, I, I, I'm trying to play something I've seen years ago when I was a kid and I can't think of whatever don't be yeah it's definitely but it, scary it, it keeps her from going in the kids room right 
And so she runs outside to look for help and she falls into the pool where, oh my God, dead bodies and coffins start floating Headstones. up. And yep. by the way, those skeletons people. Oh yeah. They're real. I heard that too. I heard they were real. Because apparently it was too expensive to make fake ones. I can see that. So those are real dead people. Oh, geez. All right, we're going to move past that. But anyway. Okay. Yeah, that's creepy. But yeah, um, so obviously yeah, the dead people are coming back. And of course, the neighbors show up and they don't want to. The neighbor help. shows up and they pull her out. Right. And she runs back inside for the kid. But this is when they have the scene where the hallway like elongates itself. Oh, I love that shot. And so she can't get there. She can't get there. Oh, it's such a good shot. I don't know if they do it just with camera. That's the Zolly, um, isn't it? What yeah, with it? just a Zolly or what. But yeah. they, but it's so far that it goes. It seems like more oh, than you yeah. can get I mean, with they, a Zolly. Yeah, they definitely use a regular zoom in, pull out, whatever. But they add yeah. effects to make that hallway longer. Um, yeah, you, a Zolly, by the way, people, is where you zoom in while you dolly the camera backwards. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. Used so well in what? Vertigo, Jaws, and Goodfellas. Vertigo was the first time it was ever yep. used. Yep. In fact, um, there you go. Hitchcock made, like, had to, they had to, I think, adapt the camera to make it able to do that. Oh, it, yeah, that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, then, so that he could make it happen. So that was the first one was ever done. Jaws, when he's sitting on the beach and that zoom in of his face when he hears someone yell shark. Yeah, and then, oh, good, yeah. And then Goodfellas near the end when him Henry is sitting at the diner with um, who's he with? De Niro's character, and they they just do the zoom in. Yeah, so lots of other times, but those are the three I can think of. Anyway, so yeah, so probably at least some zollying in this hallway yes. shot. Um, so mom finally gets there. And gets into the bedroom and the inside of the closet now it's just it's just a gaping maw like there's no door anymore no it's just a big old like rooty creepy weird ass maw and mom grabs robbie's hand I can and make he grabs carol ann's hand like, but i'm not gonna go there and she <laughs> and she pulls them out of the room i'm just gonna keep going Please. and she Continue. pulls them out of the room and then dad gets back and they're like trying to get downstairs. He's dad like, runs oh to the my front door. God. He can't get in. Yeah, he can't get in. They can't get out. Never, but what were they can't get in? Because a freaking tombstone pops up right in front of them. Yeah, it pops up right in front of him. And so, and so Mr. Teague is out there in the street with him and he says, You sick son of a bitch. You moved the cemetery, but you didn't move the bodies. That's did the you? line. You moved the headstones, but you didn't, didn't move, move the, the bodies. bodies. I love you it. You didn't move the bodies. Yep, yep, I love that. So that's what we were talking about a little bit earlier. He, they moved the headstones, but they didn't move the bodies. One of my favorite parts um, of that movie, yep. And so the family gets in the car and they like out of the driveway. Out. And um, Dana, like they pull out of the driveway and they're getting ready to leave. And Dana like gets dropped off by her friend. And as soon as she steps out the car, she starts <laughs> screaming. Just like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. All she does is cry and scream in this movie. You're right. Yeah. I mean, it. it's 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 what I would do, so I don't judge her for I, it. I guess. But it's pretty much her role in this movie is to cry and scream. Yes. Yes. Oh, um, that's all right. So they get her in the car, and they get the hell out of there. And oh, yeah. Mr. Teague just, like, stands in the street, like, watching in horror as the whole house just collapses Implodes in on itself. on its, yes. Just, <laughs> until was... there's nothing but an empty lot. Nuts. And Which, then, and by I the way, I, I think... They made a model and they somehow like used the vacuum cleaner to, I think, or something. Oh, maybe. I think that's how they did it. I don't know. I, I could be wrong. That's what I heard. 
I don't know that one, but maybe. And it worked very well, apparently. I mean, yeah, it's kind of cheesy, I guess, but it works. It works. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's it doesn't perfectly hold up nowadays. No, but you know no, what? It's okay. It's though. still pretty good. It's like good. you get the point. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any complaints about it. Um. So then, so the family then shows up at the Holiday Inn <laughs> that they were going to spend the night at, and oh my yeah. gosh! And did you notice this? They let themselves in. The dad lets themselves in with a real key. Remember when Mattel ah, had yes. real keys? Yes. No, no, I don't really. I don't really either. Uh, you know um, what? No, I actually, <laughs> I, I actually prefer the uh, cards. They're much better. But anyway, the cards are so much easier. <laughs> yes, yes. You put um, them in your wallet, and then they can re-scan them differently for different people. So if someone walks home with a, goes right. home with a card, they don't. They can't still get into your new hotel room. Right. Anyways, so they go into the room, and this is my favorite thing. Yeah. I love it. The door closes behind them. And then like a couple seconds later, the door opens again and dad shoves the TV out because F that. Rolls the TV out and shuts the door. And just shuts the door. That's it. So that's the end. That's it. Yeah. Um, So, you know, that's the whole movie. That's a lot of movie. You know, I like it. I, I, I like that it's. You know, you've got a you you've got a, a sort somewhat of a dream team with Toby Hooper and Spielberg mm-hmm. together on this thing, and that's that's yes. a, that's a key part of it. There uh, are certain parts to me where it's kind of interesting, and I kind of like when all hell starts to break loose when the tree comes alive. In a way, to me, it kind of just comes out. I don't want to say it comes out of nowhere, but it seems like we don't have all this much buildup, and it kind of just like boom. Now we're into this, which I thought was kind of yeah. kind of jarring a little bit. Um, I thought that was interesting. Some of the lines are, you know, I don't know, here and there. It, it's not perfect. There are some issues with it. But overall, I think it's very good because it also tells you in the end, you know, you had this idea of this American dream, mm-hmm. right? And it so did not happen. You know, no. th- th- yeah. this, this, went, this went as wrong as humanly possible. You know, th- this whole idea of, you know, the nuclear family with the wife and two and a half kids and... You know, you have this great home, this great job. No, not so much. It went upside down on you and turned your life upside down. Now, no one died. Everyone lived, of course. You know, none of that happened. But um, clearly, it did not work out. So things are not what they appear to be. Um, and yeah, and the, and the evil from this, you know, developer. You know, what a, what a mm-hmm. bastard with, with the stuff this guy did. I mean, that's, that's horrible. Oh, yeah. And, and, it's, and it's the, it's really the the nightmare that lurks beneath the surface of suburbia. Yes, that's right. All this is about, (laughs) this is all about what we think life would be like. And so, yeah, it's not, none of it's true. None of this, none of this is real. It's all an illusion in your head. And, Mm -hmm. you know, God, I hope my house doesn't implode if I live in suburbia. But, um, (laughs) and then also I, I I love that um, for Simpsons fans out there, you probably remember that Halloween episode where this is similar to where they had a house like that and it disappeared at the end, just like in Poltergeist, which is kind of neat. Um, <laughs> so I like that portion of it. But yeah, no, I mean, oh, it's a classic movie, and, you know, it's held up well. I have not seen the remake. I never saw the sequels, to be honest with you. I'm not interested in them. Uh, I mean, I don't know, maybe one day. But I'll stick with the original, and it does what, yeah. It's 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 crafted very well, and there's attention to detail I, in know, it. You know, it's been a long time. I have seen the second one, but it's been a really long time. Yeah, I just, I just, I just, it was a movie to me that I, I don't need sequels. I don't need any more. I'm, I'm, I'm good with this. Uh, we might have to watch it at some point for the podcast, but. <laughs> uh, if, 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 if the <laughs> viewers point. demand it, then yes. But otherwise, yeah, I, I don't know. Viewers don't, demand it. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for the viewers. This is, this is why I'm here, so. 
So, uh, so let's see. Do we want to talk a little bit about viewers. the curse before we go? I, I should probably say, I'm sorry. I should say listeners. The I'm listeners. Viewers. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's quickly touch on that. Um, that's some twisted stuff. I'll let you go into that. Are you on me? To, okay. So, so first, um, Dominique Dunn, who played Dana. Yeah. She and this is. Oh, her, this, this is, is bad, an awful, guys. This is an awful, awful, Just so awful you know, story. this is bad. She. The same year the movie came out, several months after it came out. I was going to say, try like a few months later. Not even, yeah. yes. She was strangled by her extremely abusive ex-boyfriend and died five days later yeah, in the that, hospital. That is an awful story. He was apparently, I don't know if you know this, but he was apparently so abusive that she played um, an abuse victim on Hill Street Blues. Okay. And he beat her up the night before and they didn't even need makeup for the part. Oh my God. Wow. So also, oh just to know... Just to note, she was very superstitious and she believed in the paranormal. Mm. So she believed in all this stuff. Mm, and then wow. the other the other big one, right? Well, of yeah. course. Well, is, that's is, that the one you're gonna say is really the big one, but yeah. Right. The 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 biggest one that people know is Carol Ann, mm. Heather O'Rourke. Heather O'Rourke, that's her name. That's right. Um, so this was during the filming of Poltergeist Three that started. She had some flu-like kind of symptoms yeah. and they it turned out it was caused by congenital intestinal stenosis mm. which is um an intestinal blockage and several months after filming completed she just all of a sudden like got really sick like one day it was just bad and she went to the hospital and they did um surgery to try and remove the blockage and she ended up dying from septic septic shock because it was too late how 12 years old and her mother oh. says she, she was yeah she was like 11 or 12 oh, God. and her mom says she was misdiagnosed yeah i heard that too or, or or they she had this had been bothering her for quite some time or yeah they they this, this yeah she had been sick for months yeah it didn't go and well it did, yeah she she apparently just didn't get diagnosed properly oh, so those are the two big ones you always hear about but yeah. did you know about robbie uh no i don't think i've heard about that so that clown, that clown prop, the creepy clown, <laughs> actually did almost strangle him oh, to death. Wow. And it, they did one of the takes where it wraps its arms around his neck, and something happened, and he was choking. And and oh, apparently they were they were like they were like that's scary. Job, you're doing it. Like good acting. No, I'm and then dying. finally, Steven Spielberg recognized something was really wrong, and oh, so he ran God. over and pulled the arms off and saved his life. Okay, that so, now that might give me a fear of clowns after that. Yeah, so that was that's creepy. Um, and then let's see a couple of these other ones. These are um, there are a couple from Poltergeist too. So this is part of the cur the whole curse of the series. Um, Julian Beck, who played Kane, and I don't know about this one as much, but he died of stomach cancer several months before the mo that movie came out. Mm. Um, and then Will Sampson, who played Taylor in Poltergeist 2, died about a year after the movie came out after receiving a heart-lung implant. Wow. But they were both, you know, a little older. And so yeah. those might have been, you know, natural things. Yeah, I mean, it's still... I mean, not natural, but sad, but not Sure. Life event. Weird. I mean, yeah, just... Not weird, like some of the other ones. Well, it, it's um, interesting to have in the conversation, though, yeah. Yeah, and Will, um, Will Sampson, um, also, he was Native American. He performed an exorcism one night on the set of Poltergeist 2. Ooh, okay. And everybody said the next day they felt relieved. Yikes. They felt better. Wow. Okay. Um, 
So what else? Oh, so the guy who played Ryan, Richard Lawson, he went down in a plane crash and didn't die though. Oh my goodness. Uh, 27 out of 51 people died. This was in 1992 and he survived it. Oh dude. And those things like that, that I've read about uh, you have like the survivor's guilt from that can like end up up killing you basically. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine. And then the guy who plays Pugsley, he's really only like in the two little bits. He's one of the construction workers and he like, there's a little scene where he, Peeks uh, yeah. in the window and he's drinking the mom's yeah, coffee. Yeah, I love, I love that scene though. Yeah. So the actor's Lou Perryman. He in 2009 he was killed with an axe what? in his own home by a recently released ex-convict. Okay, that that is if that isn't what do they call life imitating art or whatever that saying is. So holy crap! Oh yeah. Geez. So those are some creepy, creepy oh things. Um, <laughs> and then also there are a few stories of phenomena. During sure. the filming. So uh, Joe Beth Williams, who played the mom, Diane, right. Right. she says she had a picture on one wall in her home that kept shifting during production. Mm. And she says later she thought, well, it was probably when I sl- when I shut the door on my way out, it shifted. But she's like, every time I came home, it would be moved. Wow. Like just shifted a little bit. And then um, the author who wrote the novelization, James Kahn. Not, while not, he was, not. The James Con. You know, I don't know. Was no, it the? Oh no, it's not the actor no. James Con. Oh no, 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 no. He's an author. Okay. No, no. Sorry, I just don't no, want to. No, I don't want to confuse our our listeners. Um. Yeah. So while he was finishing up writing the novelization, a lightning bolt struck his building <sighs> and blew the like front of his air conditioning unit See, across the room, and it hit him in the back. Stuff like that to me means something. And stuff like all all, right? all, all That's these creepy. All these stories you're talking about, they're that, that that that's that's too crazy for coincidence for me. Okay, and here's the last one. So Gil uh, Keenan, I think is his last name, who directed the remake. He says that the house they rented to film the movie had phenomena in it, like stuff was going on in it, like um, like shorting lights and things mm-hmm. like that. And the house that he rented to stay in while they were filming. He says it had a lady in black. Hmm. Well, that's that's like that, says, that's like a lady in white that you hear from every haunting well, ever. So he says it followed right. him from from set to that house and back and forth. And he says when he left and went home, it didn't follow him. But the owner who he had rented it from went back to stay in it and then asked him if he had seen it. Okay. So I don't know, All right. but there's, there's your curse stories, guys. Yeah. There's your creepy stories for the night. That, 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 that's definitely something to think about. And I, I had heard, you know, 50% of those, but, um, that's, yeah, like I said, stuff like that to me is that goes past coincidence. You know, that's, that's just, that's, that's, that means something to me. I don't it's know what, creepy. It, I don't know it's what really it means, creepy. but it means something that you can, you know, something beyond what you and I, or what anyone has control over, I guess. So. Yeah. So I'll say I found a lot of these on um, grunge.com in an article there. So I'll put that in the show notes if anybody oh, wants yeah. to read I, I'm everything. I'm sure people would like to see that. Yeah, that's interesting yeah. for sure. 
Scary so stuff. See, we we went on for a while about that. Is there anything else we need to tell our listeners? I don't think so. I mean, see the movie if you haven't seen it. <laughs> um, yeah, if you haven't seen the movie, even though we've talked you through it, see it. It's you know, part it's part of me maybe wants stuff. to see the see, wants to see the remake now, but I I don't know. We'll, we'll see. If I, I kind of want to see it just to see what they did with it. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I really liked um, the remake of Amityville Horror. So I think a lot of people actually prefer that one, but that's a different story. That's for. That's for another time. That's for another time. For another That's time. a story for another time. Yeah, no, so, good, good movie. Um, yeah, not not amazing, not great, but yeah, definitely entertaining, and it definitely. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it's definitely really held. It, this movie. It's held up, and it, and it, and it'll be it'll be popular forever. I mean, the movie's almost forty years old at this point, but it it'll be popular forever for sure. Yeah, I think oh, so. Yeah. And it 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 gave us a lot of the. It's a very good ghost story. A lot of what we use in horror movies nowadays sure. we got from this and movie. And I mean, look, that line where she says they're here, I mean, that is not, ju- not just an iconic horror movie line. That's an iconic movie line. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to say there was like a thing where they did the top 100. Oh, that, that's got to be in the top 25. Lines, and it was like, it, no, it was like 67 or something. Was but it? still, it was in there. Okay, I mean, right, a horror right, movie right. and it was in there. Yeah, I mean th- th- so, that's that's like the one from Jaws. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Yeah, right. I mean, absolutely. Th- those are yeah. just those are legendary lines. Yeah. So it gave us. So if nothing else, it gave us that. Right. Yes. Yeah. So before we go, guys, if you enjoyed the COD podcast, the podcast, I can't talk. If you enjoyed the podcast, kind of like, like our viewers, <laughs> right, right? Yes. <laughs> if you enjoyed it, like we always say please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you're listening. So more people can find us. Thank you to the people who have reviewed us so far. Mm. We appreciate it very much. Yes. Um, and uh, don't forget to send us your movie suggestions like Sarah did and uh, your thoughts on the movies we've watched. We've watched so far. You can do that at the scary movie podcast at gmail.com. Thanks guys. See you next time. All right. Out. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.